episode 14, working on and working in the business. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. Sharing the adventure of leading and growing a bootstrapped SaaS company. Hear the experiences, challenges, wins, and losses shared in each episode. From Aaron Wykey of GatherUp and Darren Shaw of Whitespark. Let's go. Welcome to the SaaS Venture Podcast. I'm Aaron, and I'm back from vacation. I'm Darren, and I don't know when I'm going to have a vacation. <laughs> there, there's a clear separator between us. I, yeah. I feel, I feel your pain. So, yeah. how you been, man? I'm been great, thanks. How are you been? I am newly relaxed after you know my first real vacation um, since earlier in the year in March. Uh, my wife and I went to London for a week, and that was definitely a vacation. Right. We left all the kiddos, uh, at all four kids at home for that, though. So this was a, a family vacation out to San Diego. So left behind 30 degrees in Minneapolis and enjoyed, you know, 75 sun and a perfect breeze every day in San Diego, right on the beach. Wow. Um, and yeah, had 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 a great time and finally... You know, this is sad to admit, kind of plays into our topic today, but I had my first two days straight of not opening my laptop in probably six months, which is yeah, right. kind of scary, right? When you look back at it. It's pretty good to do that, though. I find like if I go away for two weeks, then I, I do always have to bring a laptop. So it's it's like when you have it, it's easy to open it and 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 get caught up on a few things like maybe if it's just like for a half hour before bed or whatever and it's just nice to not do that at all for a couple days and really take a break yep now my you know my my backpack was there and i like set it in the corner like i basically put it in a timeout in our room i I would walk by it and i would just look at it and i'd be like not today my friend not today that's good that's the way to be (laughs) nice yeah so it was pretty short though it was how many days uh yeah friday to wednesday so oh, yeah, about you know five days travel time in there but mm-hmm. this is so fun you know one one thing that i i love is you know i travel alone so much and when i when i'm traveling alone i often look at other families in the airports and like kids are usually you know they're going somewhere fun they're excited and like i can't help but like wish my kids were with me and when we get to all travel together to go on like a, a vacation, it's often somewhere warm to break up the monotony of a Minnesota, you know, late fall, winter, yeah. um, pre spring kind of deal. And yeah, my, my kids just love it. They're happy. It's so fun to be with them. Um, my little guy right now, my youngest is three and like everything's like he met the pilot and he got a sticker and awesome. he's, he's telling everybody he's a pilot and <laughs> riding the bus to the rental car center. He was then the bus driver and like just, you know, w- watching everything through his eyes and yeah. the beach and the ocean and everything else. Like, oh, so rewarding and so fulfilling that I, I just love it. Three is so cute. Oh, man. I look back at videos of Violet when she was three. It's just adorable. Love it. Yep. It's a great age. Yeah. No, it's a fantastic age. I wish I could freeze them. And, you know, I have I have all the other, right? My kids are 15, 13, 10, and yep. three. So, yeah. you know, I've gone through this many multiple times, but I, I am enjoying his 
threes more than any of the others because you just it's known you understand so many things and you realize just how fast it it goes yeah i can't believe you know my oldest has her driver's permit and that's crazy yeah 10th grade and all all these you know she's only going to be at home a couple more years which is mind-blowing so yeah man four kids and ceo of a, a really popular SaaS company how do you do it uh, because I have an awesome CEO at home that runs the ship there. So yeah, right. Yeah, that's, that's exactly how I do it. She makes my life easy. So that's how. Yeah, I've got a similar setup here. So yeah, it works out pretty well. Yep. You got to have that support crew. Yep. What have you been up to? Um, well, we've just been busy with work stuff lately. Um, our next vacation won't be until March. We've got uh, like a four-day trip planned to to Jasper. We go skiing in the mountains uh, every year. And so that'll nice. be awesome. We do that. Uh, Violet loves to ski. Um, yeah, but so at work, we we finally launched a huge update to our local rank tracker. <laughs> it's a crazy update because it's like the big thing we're announcing is, oh, we you now have screenshots in our rank tracker. So you can actually look at the results on each day, right? But behind the scenes, we rebuilt that whole thing from scratch. Like it was a complete rebuild. So Internally, it was a huge job, and we and we've got it out the door now. And uh, I'm really excited about it because we can iterate so much faster on um, feature updates now. So we're gonna it's gonna be fast and furious pulling out new features uh, over uh, like definitely one or two feature updates per month are gonna be hitting that rank tracker. So I'm excited about that. That's awesome. Really good uh, growth potential for that software. And uh, you know, I know a number of people are in the industry. Are excited about it, so I'm excited about it too. So that's good. Our GMB service continues to grow. It's a we keep adding clients at a pretty decent pace, and you know we're going to have to hire again pretty soon in the next couple of months. So that's great. That service is doing very well. And just it just feels like I'm on the hamster wheel right now with all of this end of year work, and you know it's like all of my team is totally tied up, and so I just find you know getting to our topic of the day, I just really feel like I'm working in the business so much right now. I've got so many projects that I have to uh, allocate time to and actually sit down and work on them. And it's just so hard because all day long, I'm just dealing with the business. And then so in the evenings, I have to sit down and actually work on the projects. It's just, it's been tough. Just lots of work right now. And which is great because, you know, um, you know, work is great, but it's just been really busy. Yeah. And it's one of those things that Oh man, it, it ebb and flows so much, right? As when we were talking before this and we didn't even have nailed down what we want to talk about today and you kind of alluded to like, oh, I feel like I'm on the hamster wheel. I'm like, perfect, that's it. Like yeah, let's that's the topic. let's just talk about what's going on right here and 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 right now with it. Um so you know, tell me tell me a little bit like do uh, other than having this conversation, you know, with with me creating, you know, creating some space for you to reflect and be like, man, I am just spending a ton of time, you know, working in the business right now. Like do you usually do you usually realize that yourself? And pull yourself out to work on the business or does that only happen when you get a break from working in it like what does that look like for you um yeah it happens naturally so it's not like i make some concerted effort to pull myself out but you know it's just right now number of projects piling up that have to get done and i'm the person that is best suited to get those done and so i'm just working a lot in the business but when those wrap up you know i think 
I've generally got a pretty good setup in terms of, you know, company organization and structure. And I have people that, that can do all of most of the things. And so that allows me to just have a little bit of breathing room to spend more time with more strategic planning, you know? So it's like, you know, if I'm thinking about where we're heading and all that stuff, then that just feels more like working on the business. But if I'm doing projects, then that's working in the business. And just right now I'm just, just busy with that. But I think that it'll, it'll ease up, um, you know, over the next couple of months. So January for sure, uh, I'll be back to spending more time on the business. If, if you had to break that down into numbers and give a percentage of time in versus time on, like where would you say you're at right now? What, what is, what does this last year look like for you? Well, that's a good question because I think we have to define like what is working on versus what is working in, right? So if I'm if I'm planning out, you know, HR policies, is that working on the business or is that working in the business? It kind of feels like on the business. So I, you know, I have to do a lot of that stuff too. If I'm, you know, strategizing new processes and scripts for our uh, support team, is that on or in? You know, it feels to me like maybe that's on. So I guess if I break it down, I probably spend um, 50-50 right now. Yeah. It depends on what you consider on versus in. So what do you consider on versus in? Yeah, I I guess, you know, in is more things directly related to clients, getting tasks uh, accomplished, um, things like that, where on is definitely more planning, strategizing, right? It's not just so much task driven, Mm -hmm. um, but more ideation, mapping it out, a future state, goal setting, you know, where, where do we want to get to with those things? And in, in, if we, if we define it as that, like goal setting, ideation, mapping things out, then I'm like 90 in the business and 10% on the business. And where, where, where do you think you'd like to get to? What, what do you think would feel right? Or you'd, you'd be happier with probably 30 Thirty percent, like more of that strategic planning stuff. Like honestly, I think I, I would run out of of ideas. <laughs> it's, it's not like it requires that much time to like be putting in goal setting and all that stuff into a documents, right? So there's still all the other day to day, like you know, issues come up with cl- with customers and you know, working with the development team on, um, you know, testing software, giving feedback, working with designers, working on hiring, all that stuff is day-to-day work that, you know, is going to require most of my time. So I don't know, I think if I got the strategic planning to about 30%, I feel like that would be a better balance. How do you, how do you feel about it? Yeah. Yeah. I I would probably say I'm closer to like, hmm. 80 20 as far as you know 80 percent in and 20 percent on um i'd love to probably get closer to 50 50 would be more ideal one of the things i've found in between like the the growth that i've been able to be a part of at the last two companies one being an agency and then uh, now you know gather up in the SaaS space a lot of that comes from team growth right because eventually you get you're trying to plug in, or I've found that the best thing to do is recruit or hire owners that can own the task-driven elements right. of it. When you don't have that, then you you have to own it, right? I think you already made the comment, like, I'm, I'm the best person to get these things done. Yeah. 
and and eventually you have to realize I need to hire someone who's better at getting these things done than I am so I can free myself up. That's a really important point that you've made there. And I think that's, that's big. And I think it's also <clears throat> as a founder or CEO, you know, for me, maybe it's a bit of a failing is to like assume that I'm the best person to get it done. Maybe I should, I, you know, I shouldn't be, you know, for me, it's like, resources are thin and i know that the team members that would be best to do this thing are just completely strapped right now so i'm like i can't put another thing on their plate so it's like it falls to me i gotta get it done someone's got to get it done no one else has room on their plate so it, it falls to mine that's that's kind of the situation i'm in right now yeah and and with that i mean do you do you think about that when you're going through and you're looking to hire i mean are you always hiring for task positions or are you ever hiring for somebody that's like, all right, who can also be a thinker, not just a doer, who can own this, build more process, scale it, do do those things where I, I don't have to be responsible for that part. I need to be responsible for you know, helping them with the vision of it, aligning it, ma- making those things happen. Yeah, I think it's an opportunity of growth for me to look at it from that perspective. Because I think I do mostly hire task-based. It's like, here, here's the job. We need someone to do this job. Um, but everyone kind of reports to me, which is probably not the best. They should they should mostly report to themselves and just give me regular updates, and then they'll have team members that report to them. And I, and I do have that across the organization in a few posi- key positions, for sure. Um, and I think actually, you know, I, I maybe sell myself too short. I actually have a lot of really solid people in key positions that run with a lot of stuff that doesn't have to go by me, which is great. And so, you know, trying to delegate more of that and empowering those team members to like, Hey, I trust you. You're doing a great job. Just go ahead and do that thing. And I don't need to see it. You can just tell me about how it went. Like, I think I'm getting better at, at a lot of that and having these key trustworthy people being able to just run with things. Yeah, no, yeah. for sure. I mean, trust is a big piece of it, but I, I found some of my most rewarding things are oftentimes where all I did is mention or provide initial direction. And then all of the magic happened by totally. yeah. making it happen. Right. Like, and that, it's a, it's a super rewarding thing. And and, you know, time time is the biggest commodity, right? And at some point, Darren is completely tapped out of yeah, time. Yeah, that point was like five years ago. To do these things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard. It's super, it's super hard. But that's that's one way I found of doing that. Other is just, you know, finding, planning some of that discipline time, right? Where knowing yeah. and understanding what do I need to think uh, creatively, right? Is it time away from a computer? Is it traveling? Is it setting a planning yeah. meeting with certain people? Is it going to a conference and being inspired? Um, so it's figuring out what what things help create space for me to get in the mindset of working mm-hmm. on the business and, and higher level thinking and make sure that you, you're you putting those in to your schedule sure. on a somewhat regular basis instead of filling your entire schedule with task after task. Calls after task and after yeah, task. exactly. Yeah, we, we both need to get like flotation tanks in our office and we can just be like, I'm going to schedule an hour. <laughs> I'm just going to float in the tank for an hour and think about the business. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, what it, is there anything that you do on a daily basis, right? So we don't have a flotation tank, but like, do do you try to work it in as far as like that tightly or weekly or monthly? Like what, what are some of those things for you? I currently do not schedule strategic planning time. So I should. I love that idea. What I try to do, this is... 
this concept of being so distractible and so accessible is a problem in, in my business. And, and in, in the way I operate, I feel this problem. It's like I, I get in front of my computer in the morning and I've got 16 Slack messages and 25 emails and I just start banging through them. It's probably the worst way to start your day because then you're off on somebody else's schedule all day long. And so what I'm trying to do, and I haven't been very successful at it so far, is the first two, three hours of every day is just my time. It's like, I've got this project I want to work on, or I could squeeze in some strategic planning into there. And then I'm not available until afternoon or something like that, right? So just I won't answer your Slack messages. I won't um, respond to any emails until afternoon. And then at least I f- have that feeling that I accomplished what I needed to accomplish from my own list. And now, okay, everyone else, what do you need from me? That's that's where I'm trying to get to. Yeah, no, makes makes sense and totally is the right direction. I mean, it, sometimes I try to stretch myself and I try to push all the way to like, what if I was 100% on that side, right? Setting vision, strategy, like what if that's where I spent right. all of my time? How would I go about that? How would I accomplish it? And then what would I need underneath me to actually implement it sure. to make it happen, right? And I, I find that, that that stretches me a great deal. And it's it definitely causes me, and especially at certain times within our growth, that makes me think a lot more strategically about, yeah, I could hire somebody who does this, but why don't I find someone who has an experience and has those capabilities? And I get it's much harder because it, it's going to require more budget recruiting the right person, like you don't want to miss on yeah. those types of hires. But I've almost always found that no matter how scary those are, or, you know, you're investing more time, money, resources, whatever it might be, like, they they pay off like three to five X over and over again, where a lot of just the tactical ones pay off on sure. a one to one. Yeah, one-to-one, yeah. Maybe yeah getting the job two. done versus kind of creating a broader vision and moving the company forward, you know? Yeah. So Let's talk about what what's a little bit like why are you in the hamster wheel right now? Like what are what are some of these things that are going on that you're like so heads down on? What why do you feel that they matter so much? So they're big enterprise projects that are custom projects that require a lot of man hours and uh you know, they're important for the revenue of the company, so it's like I couldn't really turn them down. And so uh, they just had to get done, and so they're wrapping up over the next little, next couple of months. But you know, these are the things that I'm putting in like a few hours every day on, and so they're really pulling me into the business, just getting the task done, actually doing the work. So that's it's just like timing and uh, end of year projects. We I always often find this. A lot of our enterprise clients are like they've got end of year budget, and so a lot of the stuff happens in Q4 for us. And so I'm just in the middle of that right now. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm no different. I mean, end of year, it's so conflicting, right? Because on one part of you is trying to get as many things done with this timeline that's there, right? It's like, okay, this is the end of the year. There's all these things that we talked about at the beginning of the year that when you looked at them at that time, it's like, yeah, we can get those done and it's going to be awesome and great. And then you get towards the end of the year. And it's like, I, I basically have like four big features that I thought I thought would be right. done by the end of the year. And now the reality is like two of those yeah. are going to be done. Um, and then I've had to get resourceful. Like we're actually trying to knock out a third by using 
Um, we have a couple of uh, contractors that are full stack devs, but they primarily do front end work for us. But we're basically outsourcing them building a feature to get this mm -hmm. third one done. Um, and so it's, you know, breaking our, our protocol a little bit more, but I just looked at it like I'm basically buying a feature um, from outside of our workflow because timing wise, it's like, okay, I look at that and it's like, I need to get those done. Cause otherwise if those spill into 2020, now there's my first quarter of 2020, yeah. right? It's this perpetual putting you yep. further behind. So at the same time, you're trying to wrap all that up, then really you should all, all already be strategically thinking about 2020 and planning out how 2020 is going to look, but you don't have time because you're so busy wrapping yeah, exactly. up 2019. Actually, you know, that's another thing that's really taken up a lot of my time. So we, I was quite busy with the launch of the Rank Tracker uh, update. So, you know, preparing videos, talking with marketing, uh, bug fixing, testing, like really spending a lot of time that talking with clients and customers and, and really getting a feel for it. And just our support team is bringing up issues. So a lot of stuff on there. I'm working on a redesign of the software. So a lot of back and forth and revision requests with the uh, designer on that. I'm working on uh, some new software features across maybe like a ton of our different platforms. So this is a problem actually. You know, GatherUp has one software system. It's a re reputation and review management uh, and feedback management. WhiteSpark has like four different software systems and three different services. And so I really feel like, you know, quite spread thin because I have to be touching all of these different things. So I have stuff happening in our citation services that are ongoing uh, revisions, lots of stuff like managing and overseeing all of that. I have each individual software. I have different teams on each of those software things. So this is really driving the hamster wheel. So it's just all of the management of the different moving parts of the different services and software in our business. And so, yeah. And then plus on top of that, managing these projects. So, uh, that I actually have to do the the work on. So that's where I'm at right now. So I feel like I'm going to be like that until the end of 2019. And then when 2020 rolls around, hopefully I can... I, what I need are product managers, project managers that can oversee all of that. But it's not like I have all the money in the bank to just hire six new people, right? So that's the trouble. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he, I mean, here's... here's uh... Here's the breaking news. You're going to have a whole new set of really important, exactly. really big things as soon as yeah. you put these to bed. Breaking news. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> it's not going to change. Yeah. But some of those, some of those things, Darren, like those are the things that cause me to work backwards in things. And like, what, what do I need to create to get yeah, more exactly. of those Yeah, exactly. And I'm definitely right? doing so that. That's when you have to start. Yeah, that's where you have yep. to think about pricing and profitability, right? All those things tie into like, how, how do I create this then, right? If, if my only constraint, if I have endless ideas and things that need to get done and high importance and all those, like, how am I not creating room for those to, for sure. to happen? And it comes down to then a pricing conversation or margins or what are we paying for other certain things and are they valuable enough? Yeah. And I think uh, we're, we're definitely seeing growth across everything right now, which is great. Uh, we, I think we've made a number of uh, strategic moves that have been very helpful for the company. And so uh, growth is, is happening. And I'm also, I, I see so much future growth as we continue this launch train. So we've got a number of things that are coming out and that will increase uh, revenue then we did make more of those strategic hires. And then I just basically sit in my isolation chamber all day long and think about the business. <laughs>
All right. So here's a on, working on the business question. Have you ever thought of removing one of your offerings and then doubling down on one of the others that you feel has more potential or more profitability or things like that? Like how how scary is that or how much time have you spent looking at that? Yeah, I have thought about that. It's like once something's out the door, it, it's making enough revenue that you're like, well, we're not going to ditch that and lose those you know, tens of thousands of dollars a month in revenue. So what you do is you just table it for a while. It still continues to operate. We continue to support it, but feature uh, progression stops on it. And so we put all of our attention on something else for the next little while. And then we'll come back to it. But what I'm starting to look at more and more now, and I've actually had quite a bit of success with, is um, hiring, like you mentioned this too, hiring a contractor to keep that thing moving forward while we our company resources are allocated somewhere else. So I'm actually doing this, but that falls to me. I'm the guy that has to manage all the contractors, right? So... Yeah. But you could be buying a contractor to double down or triple down on something else that has more, right? Like there's there's still a cost of keeping it running, supporting it, yep. kind of all those other small pieces, right? Yeah. All of the individual parts that we have are successful enough in their own right that, and they also form the broader picture of where the company is heading that I, I don't see myself ditching any of them. They're all, they all provide value and will provide greater value in what we're building. That's my vision anyways. That's my strategic vision. Yeah. And as you mentioned, right, you're, you're working on the plan to unify these. Like you're, uh, you're, I think if you go back, you'd say my misstep is creating these in silos and separate items when I should have been building them all together. Yes. Many, (laughs) many times have I declared that misstep. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, we, we all have them. That's for sure. Yeah. Um, so within this one one other question uh, that I had for like working on what what are the what are some of the things you do for like inspiration motivation yeah. where are you going to get ideas from like what does that look like for you for working on the business where does that come from it's not like I sit down and say I'm gonna I'm gonna bang out some ideas it's like the ideas they just come so fast and furious. They're all over the place. It's like just being engaged in the community is probably a big part of it. So talking with other local search people, reading all the articles that are coming out. So just being involved in my industry is an endless source of ideas of how we need to improve the business. And then, of course, talking with customers and clients, um, all the emails that come in, all the support requests and, and talking to our support team. It's just like how we need to improve the business is right in front of me all the time. I don't need to spend some time. But sometimes I would say the best source of idea generation is the shower. Just honestly, I'm in the shower. Sometimes I'll, I'll take like a half hour shower because I've got an idea brewing. And then I get out of the shower and I write it down. Uh, it happens to me on at least a monthly basis. I don't, I don't know about you. How about you? Where do you, where do you find the time and what do you do with that time for, you know, business planning, strategic planning? Yeah. So you're right about like the shower sometimes, which then usually causes me to say, does shampoo my hair or not? And then I'm, and then I'm like, all right, I'm just doing it twice. I'm either extra clean or that is the only time I've done it. So that that also makes me feel like I'm getting old (laughs) and things are starting to fall apart already. Um, You know, I, I, I have learned about myself that, I find this the best when like I can immerse 
in something right. different than my usual. So I, I get it a lot out of yep. out of traveling. And when I do that, I really try to immerse myself since a lot of what our product does ends up touching like a, a consumer yeah. is the end customer, right? Um, and so getting into places where I can like interact with another business and look at like, what's their customer experience like? How do they talk to their customers? What technology are they using? At what points in that interaction could have they have asked me for mm-hmm. a review or, or done anything like that? How can I just sit and pay attention to other things? So it's when I can take my role and I can actually like remove myself from being somebody running a company and pr- running projects and tasks and are other these things getting done? And when I can get myself closer to like mm-hmm. an end user of my product and put myself in the client shoes of the business I'm in, and then also the the end consumer. And a lot of times when I see those or um, I, I get a lot there, or when I push myself to like just experience other right. people's technology and solutions. Um, it's one thing I was just thinking about from a different vein today, where it's one thing I need to do to push our team more is like, just this constant awareness of like try and other pieces of software on free trials just totally. to extrapolate yep. what's the UI like, what's the user experience, what's the onboarding process, right? And I think you get so busy on the hamster wheel of like, here's how we do it and here's what we need to build and everything else that you're not doing this, you know, reconnaissance and research and immersing yourself in these other experiences to be like, what what's great about these, right? And I, I see our team, you, you end up so laser focused and you're running that hamster wheel so hard that like, you're not taking any time to step outside of that, that even people on our team need. Would to you do. call that working on the business? So if you're doing some kind of strategic research where like this happened to us recently, we're looking at improving our onboarding process for our rank tracker software. And so we did exactly that. We signed up for a bunch of things, watched other emails come in. We, and we've been taking notes and putting that down and, and preparing our own Uh, process for that. And so would you call that working on the business or is that working in the business? I would say the first part of it, like thinking like and outlining like, hey, what's going to make us better? Well, researching other products, um, getting new ideas, seeing their communication patterns, onboarding process, all that. I'd say that's working on the business. Then once you get into, all right, somebody needs to sign up and now take a look at these things and log the research and get the emails. And that's now you're working in the business, right? And that's where I look at. Yeah, I was going to say like, then it's like five minutes on the business and 17 hours in the business, right? (laughs) Because it's like, it doesn't take long to like come up with that concept that, okay, I'm going to. I'm going to check out some competitors and, and, and yeah, but it's even, I, I would say it's stretching further. Like don't, don't just stop at your competitors. Yeah. Right. And that's probably no, where I, you need to set the tone of what, what could be similar to this. What are, what are real life experiences yeah. that, you know, to, to me, it's like, I look at if you go, if you're on vacation and you go on a tour somewhere, right. There's an onboarding process from ticket sales to pre-tour to what they set out for you when the tour starts, like all these things, right? And you can break those down. It doesn't have to be a software interface. You can say like, oh, how does this company do a great job of setting my expectations, capturing more dollars for for me, ensuring I'm going to have a great time, letting me know when and where I can ask questions and and how, how to get the most out of this experience, right? And Sure, yeah, totally. So all, all that stuff I find really, really fascinating. And because I'm able to look at it and get my mind right around it, I can take a lot more out of it, you know, and there's... 
there's probably time, right? My family probably wishes I wasn't looking at certain things that way because I'm overanalyzing instead of just being present maybe sometimes. Sure. Yeah, totally. <laughs> but it's like even when we were in San Diego, we rented kayaks um, and then uh, brought them into like some of the, the ocean bay waters to go go kayaking. But, you know, I was looking at, all right, we signed up on an iPad and filled out waiver forms and everything else and, you know, how they got equipment together for us. Um, life jackets and paddles and the kayaks. And then we we had to, you know, drag them a couple of blocks uh, on these little carts to get them to the waters. You know, could they have made that easier by having one of their staff leading us all down there, right? There's, there's like a bunch of like little things that I was parsing and it, it probably took me until I was actually in the water where I was done thinking about a physical onboarding experience. Yeah. Did you send them an email after with all your su- business suggestions, how to improve? I did. <laughs> I took like eight photos of their business so they would have better photos uh, in their GMB <laughs> listing. So nice. the, I'm, I'm, still, uh, I'm still guilty uh, there from that side of things. Uh, and then I thought about writing a review so other people would realize what to expect, what's part of the process, all those kind of things. <laughs> So you can't stop your brain from thinking that way. What are you going to do? Yep. No, you just end up uh program that way for sure. Yeah. So, all right. Well, I think in the, in the spirit, one thing you and I've talked about is um, being a little bit more uh, timely with our, our podcast link. So yeah, I think we should, we, we should it. look to wrap. I think we covered enough things. Um, yep. You know, if I was going to leave one takeaway, Uh, or overarching statement um, is that no matter what stage you're at, even if it's you, you're a solopreneur, you're the only person building your SaaS company, like you need to set aside time to like have these big ideas. And I get so much of initial traction is how much, you know, work can you bang out? Tasks can you get done? There's so many things to do and at every stage there is, but you do, you do hit a tipping point where you free yourself to do more of that thinking. And if you've made yourself void of it, your product has probably fallen behind because what was your great idea? Now time has gone by and you're not staying in step with what's next. So it's like, don't, don't ever leave that out of your regiment. You need to include working on it at every step and every stage. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think uh, if, if I could add a little tidbit to that, it would be carve out some time in the mornings because I really find that by the end of the day, my my I've got decision fatigue after running the business all day long. And so I get my least valuable brain ta- power at the end of the day. And so really just saying, you know, my, the first hour of the day, I'm going to spend doing this stuff and, you know, no email, no texts, no Slack, just turn everything off for that first hour. I think you'll get some really valuable results there. Yeah. That's what I'm trying to do anyways. Yeah, no killer points. I mean, I, I say all the time, my biggest challenge across everything is prioritization, right? So yeah. prioritizing that time in the morning, prioritizing working on the business, like those are likely really key things that if you break stuff down, like they have to sit high on your priority list. Otherwise, if they fall off, you start to lose your sense of direction and the ability to like course correct and keep that direction. Yep, totally. All right. Anything uh, anything coming up for you in the, the next few weeks until we talk again that should be aware uh, of? I don't think so. Just business as usual. Hopefully, I'll have these projects wrapped up and I'll just be spending more time on the business. <laughs> hey, I'm I, I'm with you. I'm going to be working hard to try to get you know comfortable with where 
you know, it's kind of like, all right, November is an indicator on will December be feast or famine to kind of get us to the, to the finish line of, you know, getting a few things out the door. So hopefully we can roll them out in, in January and then move on to the next set of challenges. All right. How about you? Anything big coming up? Uh, not, not really too much. I just have a couple of small conferences, have a couple of trips, a couple of really, really big pitches. Um, that's been nice. We've seen in the last, uh, month, um, some really nice sized, you know, hundreds to thousands of locations, brands come in, um, that, you know, at this timing, right. They're looking to get something kicked off for 2020. For sure. So yep. they have urgency on their side at, uh, this point in the game. So very serious talks, uh, right out the bat and hoping to, to close a, a few, few of those up and make 2020 already look uh, healthier from a growth standpoint. Nice. You guys keep growing, doing great. All right. We'll keep after it. Darren, thanks as always. Um, for those of you listening, if you have uh, questions, if you have a suggestion, something you'd like us to cover, uh, hit Darren or I up on Twitter. Um, our Twitter handles are on the, the website, posted in the show notes as well. If you like what we're doing, we always appreciate reviews at whatever site you're listening to, especially within uh, iTunes. Uh, that's always helpful. And uh, Darren, pleasure. And uh, we'll talk to you again, uh, hopefully in uh, two or three weeks. Yep. Pleasure. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everybody.